and then we're walking down the alleyway, and we found him, found the body, and he was crawling, crawling with lizards, the local lizards had just crawled upon him, and they were eating his insides, and they were forming a little chowder inside his belly, it looked like a big bread bowl, and from that steaming chowder, I saw a story, and that story was of a father and a daughter, and how they had learned to love each other over the course of time I saw the steaming back of this man's belly's bread bowl. And I said to myself, I said to myself, Johnny Sue, you, you've got another thing coming. You've got, you've got another life to live. You've got another life to lead. And I took, I took that moment to myself and, and, I, and I built my factory. I built my stepson factory, which makes stepsons. That you um, uh, Mr. Around. Coconut, um, where did the bread bowl come in? Yeah, I'm Johnny Sue Coconut, and uh, the bread bowl came in. For, for the listeners that don't know, I'm Johnny Sue Coconut. The bread bowl came in because that's what the rotting lizard, the lizard rotted edges of the man's belly. And this, they look like a, they look like a bread bowl. Your man, your daughter, or this man has a daughter. No, I was reminded of a story of a father and a daughter. <laughs> okay. By the bread bowl with the clam By the bread bowl. By the bread And it inspired me to make my stepson factory. Well, I manufacture stepsons at a cheaper price than China, who was going to destroy us all. Is this your gay stepson? You can have a, you can have a, the gay model of stepson. You could have a straight model of stepson. You could have uh, you could have any stepson you can imagine. I think you there's have a Billy Eilish stepson. model of stepson too. You can get a Billy Eilish stepson. Yeah, he's got all sorts of he's he's he was alternative, but now he's tacking more mainstream. Yeah, going on SNL, going on <laughs> SNL, ruining ruining himself by debasing himself on that on that program full of Jews. Whoa, hey, you can't prove that. Johnny Sue Coconut, Johnny Sue Coconut, let it be known that Johnny Sue Coconut does not care for the Jews. How do you prove your Jewishness these days? Uh, blood quantum. Classic <laughs> blood quantum. <laughs> That's no, 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 Mr. Coconut, no. We do not do that, I don't think. Classic, it's a classic blood quantum situation. That's the new James Bond movie, Mr. Coconut, Blood Quantum. Blood Quantum or something. There, there is a movie called Blood Quantum. It's, it's an independent film from Canada. Wow. It's about, it's about zombies on a reservation. I you watched know, it. It was very clever. Did you know you can buy a flamethrower from Canada? You can buy a flamethrower. Yeah, you from can Canada. buy a Canadian flamethrower. Like, there's a company that sells flamethrowers. Um, the, and it's not the the terrible Elon Musk. It's the, the XM42 flamethrower light. Okay. Yeah, it's a thousand. It's well, it's nine hundred ninety-five dollars, nine hundred ninety-nine dollars right. and ninety-five cents. Excuse me. Uh, mm -hmm. XM42 flamethrower light. It's on FirearmsOutletCanada.com. Um, but it has a range of twenty-five feet. And you could burn up your neighbor. You could burn up the whole neighborhood. Uh, you can burn a, You can burn them up. Yeah, so <laughs> that's that's what it says. That's its tagline. You can burn them up. Yeah, you know we're happy to do a little free advertising for Firearms Outlet of Canada. Uh, yeah, the Johnny Sue Coconut uh, Canadian uh, fire, Retro Firearms Outlet. Well, I don't know why I added retro firearms, but it'd be funny if they were like retro flamethrowers. It's the world's most affordable flamethrower. 
uh, brand new. <laughs> Does from... it say that? Yes. It's, it says it's the world's <laughs> most affordable flamethrower. Yeah. These are the these are the jerks that charging you an arm and a leg for flamethrowers, not us. Well, the, we're so honest flamethrower dealers. Before the show started, we were talking about capitalist realism and how how capitalist Whoa. how capital how capitally real would it be to have like a civil war where all of <laughs> He's the real. wait where all of the weapons and ammo are drop shipped from like online companies. <laughs> it's like oh, I just got my flamethrower in the mail. I'm gonna go do yeah. uh, I'm gonna go do some guerrilla warfare you're just on... gonna get drones th- yeah. flying through the air delivering your flame it's just you're just turning it into fortnite it's just becoming fortnite now imagine this my dear friends okay. and listeners all right uh, I, i'm imagining i'm putting it i'm putting on my imagination helmet okay imagine a, dr- a couple of maybe two or one heavy duty drone armed with this flamethrower okay Doing the fl- you you rig it up so that you can do a drone flamethrower strike. Hmm. Uh, where would you hit first? <laughs> I okay. See, the, see, uh, a drone flamethrower is a glass cannon situation. We've seen that flamethrowers can be easily uh, uh, drones can easily be disarmed with rocks. You know, we're not talking about predator drones here. We're talking about you know. Retail grade. You need a flame shield. Very astute. Yeah. And for nine hundred dollars and ninety-five cents, yeah. you can get the flame shield, the world's most affordable drone flamethrower flame shield. Yeah, um, this and is now, escalating. Assuming it's you sold have by the, the same company, shield. this is vertical integration. Assuming you have the flame shield, where would you hit first? Um, I think that I would hit. Uh, <laughs> what I w- what I would set on fire first? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I think I would, uh, 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 do you have an, do you have an answer for this? Let give me some time to think. Okay. Okay. I'm going, I'm going Pentagon. Okay. Going right to the Pentagon. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm trying With to set that bitch on fire. <laughs> That's like, how big is this drone flamethrower? A very small, small corner very small. of the Pentagon. <laughs> Just very small. This concrete building like, not even catching. <laughs> like yeah some guy throws a a can of coke at it well i'm gonna try to get the people going in to the pentagon and catch them on fire so that then when they go in they bring the fire in and the fire consumes it from the inside okay okay i see what you're saying you're gonna get a lot of people doing full body burns flailing about you know (laughs) yeah it's like a tinderbox and they have so many velvet curtains in the pentagon and as we all know like velvet catches fire they need the velvet curtains because they gotta have places for the cia to hide to do their spying yeah everyone knows that velvet uh, <laughs> uh you can't get the the pain rays you can't get the havana rays right. if you use velvet curtains imagine imagine there's a russian podcaster and they came up with the microwave gun the same way we did they're like look mm-hmm. in america you can buy microwave gun why don't we attach it to drone <laughs> <laughs> and they're like I... sergey where would you hit first with microwave gun oh i think cuba <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I, I was. Everyone wants to meet the Russian equivalents of themselves. That's what, that's always like a recurring uh, plot line where somebody meets their double uh, or uh, or bizarro version of themselves. Yeah. Russia is truly the bizarro America. It is very much like an upside down America. How so? People there are very concerned with their 
um, appearance and with having all the new stuff, but they mm. they show it outwardly, whereas Americans don't, mm-hmm. which is very funny. So it's you know it's the same but different. The difference is like the women are always constantly walking around in high heels, and the men are always mm. constantly walking around in suits. Where America has this culture of insane optimism, Russia has a culture of insane pessimism. Yeah, yeah. Um, and you know, whenever something is at an extreme, it, they meet they meet around the the horseshoe bend or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's the law of uh, a law. There of thinking. you go. It's horseshoe theory. It's that's the that's that's proven. Yeah. You know, proven. Boom. Everybody knows if it's a shape that you recognize, it's true. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> have you? We all went have to. You, we went to have preschool. you heard about clover theory? Have you heard about clover theory? <laughs> I like I like if if it's a shape that you recognize, then it is true. Um, yeah. yeah that's yeah fuck yeah man that's a triangle hell, hell yeah i recognize yeah that. there are very few truths look we don't know if we're all seeing different colors but we can all agree a triangle is a triangle we know what a triangle looks like mm-hmm. it is one of the few objective truths in this universe mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and people are and, and like people like jordan peterson are saying they're trying to take that away from us they're trying to take shapes away from us <laughs> god damn it soon they'll be calling triangle circles they're uh, taking shapes away. No way, man. No, th- I think he's probably like they're gonna they're gonna take a triangle and say that's a girl. <laughs> that's not a girl. That's not a girl. It's obviously a triangle. It's obviously a shape. <laughs> yeah. Women are shaped right. differently. They are not just shapes, though. <laughs> they have yeah. they have thoughts and feelings, uh, but <laughs> not as good as men's. Yeah, he's well, not a misogynist. Well, he kind of is. Yeah, he is. Sure, he is. Uh, who sure, cares? he is. We can say whatever we want. This is our podcast. He's 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 passe. Nobody talks about Jordan anymore. He's he's lost his heat since his adventures in Europe. Since he got hostiled in Europe. No one ever says put a little mustard on it anymore. You know. <laughs> you gotta put a little mustard on it. Well, it's like put a little put a little mustard on it. It's like make it make it spicy. Yeah, make of. it jazzy. I mean, that's that's for if mustard is the spiciest thing you can think of. That's a white guy. You're in white's territory. Yeah, that's a, yeah, that's a white guy. You're in thing. white guy town. <laughs> Ooh, it's a spicy mustard. Hey, there's some spicy mustards. There are some spicy mustards out there. But I would argue that the best mustard of all is I'm going to. This is a hot take. Oh, yellow no. mustard is the best mustard. Really? Classic yellow hot dog mustard. Dijon, terrible, actually. Hmm. Overpowering. I, I like Dijon. Dijon's fine, but I think it's like it. It there is it. It is too much. It's too piquant. There are there it's are mustards piquant. that I believe are even more mild than yellow. Yellow is kind of intense in its own way. Like is regular yellow mustard is kind of intense in its own way. <laughs> yeah, there's more mild. Like <laughs> you know the mustards with the whole grains, the whole. I like those mustards. Those, those can be mustard. tend to be a little bit more mild because. Um, if it's not broken up as much, like you don't actually get as much of the mustard on your taste buds because you, as okay. you're chewing it, not all of it uh, is tune. Ch- What's tune? Tune. <laughs> tune it. <laughs> I'm tune it. Tune uh. it. Uh, I like, I re, you know what I like about those little mustards? I like crunching a bunch of little balls in my mouth. I like, I like mustard mm. seeds and, and quinoa and salmon roe. You like bubble tea? Um, I don't like the balls are too large at that point. <laughs> <laughs> just, 
<laughs> the balls are too big for you. Balls are too big. <laughs> I had a bad experience with. I actually did get a gluten ball stuck in my throat once, and yeah. it was very traumatizing it's, for me. It's a weird thing. I, to... I hate bubble tea. I think it's <laughs> fucking gross. I don't get why people like it. The tapioca tastes like shit. Yeah. Um, and and I don't like sweet good. tea. The tea part, yeah, the good. tea part is okay. Uh, it's fine. And green tea and sugar, great. Who cares? It is weird to do like a thing where it's like, okay, you have to suck this ball that barely fits through the straw, so that when you get it to go through the straw, it's shooting into the back <laughs> of your throat. People love it. They love shooting balls into the back so of their throat. Like... <laughs> it's great. Imagine if your trachea was a pinball machine. Actually, that is kind of funny. I like that. I, I like the idea of food going bing, 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 around your, my inside. Yeah, just down your gullet. Yeah. yeah. You know that... I wish it actually worked There's like a couple that. of food things that, that happen that might be sort of universal experiences. You know, like when you're eating pasta too fast? And okay. It feel, and it feels like you get some air caught, you get an air pocket. <laughs> you ever have that happen? No. <laughs> Describe this in more detail. So if you eat pasta too fast, or, or something, <laughs> like what or, kind of pasta? Like any pasta, yeah, or like any spaghetti? pasta, anything that's that's kind of mushy that you can eat too fast because you're really hungry and it's really good, like pasta. Yeah. Well, maybe so. Maybe it's not it doesn't happen to you, but like if I eat pasta too fast, I get an air pocket trapped, and it's and it feels like the world is ending because it's like <laughs> this this huge air pocket just. Like, I can feel, like, my uh, stomach lining and whatever it's called, intestines, like, expanding as it moves down, and it goes so slowly, and I can't stop eating the pasta, so I keep putting the pasta in my mouth, and I'm like, stop. <laughs> I have to hold just one hand shoving, with the other. And shoving just, this matter on top of this this abscess there's a blockage there's a blockage that i've created but i can't stop eating the pasta anyway you know in the last air avatar the last airbender when he makes that little ball of air and then rides around on it okay yeah okay well i'm picturing that's what's in your gut. so you you never have that okay that's that's fine i don't i don't know if i've had that now i'm afraid that i've been i've been doing that to myself for a while and just haven't reckoned with what it is and now, since you have described it to me, I'm going to be careful of eating pasta too fast. I'm going mean, to masticate. I have a lot of problems swallowing sometimes, so I have to be mm -hmm. conscious of how I eat and how I breathe, which is annoying, because I have to be, like, thinking about my breathing all the time and my eat well, when I'm eating. And time yeah, it you're so like a I'm, shark. Time it so that I'm not, eat like, breathing while I eat, because... Uh, the back of my throat gets very inflamed because of uh, sucking too many dicks. You suck too many I dicks. Suck too many dicks. Uh, anyway, the other thing that I think it may be universal, but hey, surprise me. Maybe it's not. Uh, you know when you're eating a baguette? Yeah, a baguette. And yeah. you don't chew the the pointy edges enough, and and you feel okay. you feel. Oh, you get shards. Yes, just, I do know the shards. Just <laughs> scraping yeah. its way down. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yes, I, 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 baguette shards. I understand, but you can get that with any sharp snack yeah. like Doritos. You can get shards. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that, shit, that shit is bad. That's great. So I get those Food two things. Food shards. Uh, eating is tough. Have a spiky meal. Yeah. Just eat a big bag of hypodermic needles. Like a like in saw. Speaking of hypodermic needles, I got my booster today. Boosted. Whee! 
Yeah. How are you feeling? You feeling we uh gross? Um feeling low energy. Not yet. The boosters right. are a half dose. Okay. They didn't the, the interesting thing is they weren't at the beginning, but now they switched it to a half dose because they're like, eh, you don't need the full dose. Um but so, so some people did get a, a full third dose. Not me. I got a half dose, which is good. The great thing about COVID is that we're learning along with the medical authorities. I like how we're always on this journey of yeah, discovery. Dude, I asked the pharmacist, I was like, so this is a half dose, right? And she was like, I guess. And I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm like uh, cool. <laughs> well, you know, uh, you can never be too sure of anything. Uh, all, a de- all a medical degree, all a pharmacological degree qualifies you to do is to put pills in various containers um, you know and, is and you don't you don't need it. So, really oh ev- dude everywhere Pharmacists? is it is for for uh if you want to go make 15 bucks an hour it's easy to get a job right now mm. maybe maybe i'll get a terrible job don't. maybe that will be my new adventure i wouldn't do it Not, well i mean you you're gonna have to do it but I be- yeah, I'm gonna have don't, to do it eventually. Don't get a terrible job on purpose. <laughs> no, I'm gonna, what if I get a, like a really bad job? What if I get like uh, what if I get like a call center in like the sub basement? Call of centers a, aren't of the a... worst of the worst because you're not you're not actually standing and interacting with customers. I mean, the worst job might be like working at a at a cell phone store. <laughs> How so? Because you have to stand all day and interact with people to try to fix their cell phones. Oh man, Ramona is playing with something. Shut well, up. if you're if you're like in one of those corporate cell phone stores, you, you know it, the the best cell phone stores are always like the one Indian guy and the sh- and the shop has like thirty million signs on it and it says we do everything and the, it's very cluttered graphic design and you go inside the shop and it's got all this strange looking technology but he can fix anything for 20 bucks wow those do, are the best ones do you have such a shop nearby oh yeah there's a there's one in uh there's a great one in cabbage town and uh they, they are did you just make med- up a neighborhood are, no that's <laughs> cabbage town is a real neighborhood in toronto okay that's how that's how stupid our fucking city is oh we're going to cabbage town wow what a great day i can't wait do you take a wagon there yeah, we take the wagon to Cabbage Town, <laughs> and we do a barn dance, and we praise the harvest, and... Uh, Wagon's we, what you call a car. We do the Canada. lottery. What's the lot? What are, I feel like Canada... I wish Canada was like... <laughs> the, it was the same language, but every word meant something different, kind of like Bulgarian and Russian. Well, you never heard of a Chesterfield, right? Is that uh, a sex thing? No, nah, it's a sofa. Oh, I thought it was a cigarette. It's a cigarette. Uh, dart is a cigarette. Dart is Canadian slang for cigarette. Really? Yeah, hack in a coffin dart, they say. Well, it's better than fag. No, it isn't. Fag's great. No. Oh, just, oh, just have me a fag, then. It doesn't oh, just ma- get me a peck in a fag, I then. guess a fag is like, is it is what a cigarette is. A cigarette is like a bundle of tiny sticks. It is a bundle of tiny sticks. Think about that next time you're smoking, smokers. You're 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 smoking a bundle of tiny sticks. Yeah, what does that make you? What are you putting in your mouth exactly? Yeah, sticks. Yeah. Nobody likes that. <laughs> sticks. 
just smoking a stick. You know, that's why that's why I just pick up sticks off of the ground and light them on fire and just smoke them like that. That's um, you're getting a much bigger stick. You, you know, going any it. clubs these days? <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm doing so many clubs. You you're know, going to clubs? What kind? Are you doing like what kind? I'm the last of the junglists, you know. That's what I call myself, and everybody loves me when I when I say that. You know? Well, you do. I know you do fight dancing, right? I do fight dancing. Yeah, my name is my fight dance name is Mimo Bryson. Oh, Mimo. I, That's something yeah, I say Mimo. to my daughter. I say Mimu Mimu, and sometimes Mimo Mimo. Mimo Mimo. Yeah. That's very. It's also it's also a very serious name of a very serious dance fighter. You know, and it's not capoeira. I know you're thinking of capoeira. It's just straight, rigid punches, but to rhythm. You know, <laughs> I thought it was more like slow mo karate. That would be my style of fight dancing. And that would you would get pummeled. You would get <laughs> laughed out of the dance fight league. Yeah, it's only quick. You're trying to win. You're not trying to look good. <laughs> Stop being a little bitch. <laughs> Stop being a bitch with your slow mo. Do fast mo. Well, I do thought, fast mo karate. So it's just fast, straight punches. It's just fast, straight punches to rhythm. Okay. Just over and over again, just out in front of you. Cool. No kicks. Um, yeah, kicks are well. Kicks can be useful. You see, you sometimes you see it in that. What's that? Uh, what's that sport where they have the two grown men um, beat the shit out of each other with their bare hands? Mama me. Yeah. Mama me. That uh, the fact that we have that as a sport. And no one realizes that we're at the like the decline part of an empire. Well, I guess everyone yeah. realizes it. No, I mean, that's, that's our gladiators. Uh, that is, yeah, everybody recognizes. It's that. terrible. That's, it's fun. It's why is it terrible? Because they're getting seriously injured all the time. Yeah, but they can't do anything else. So you just throw bodies on the on the pile. They can, like do, cordwood. They can do fight dancing. <laughs> They could do fight dancing. They That's could, why we need to start the fight dance league to save yeah. these beautiful men. They could these be beautiful doing men who sacrifice their bodies every year. They could be standing in a room doing forward punches to to a beat. <laughs> to a beat, and everybody will love it. Everybody will love it. Um, what's it, this? It's, uh, it's about the subtle movements. What's you know? this new thing where instead of boycotting the Olympics, we're we're doing this like half-ass boycott where we're where we're not sending our diplomats. <laughs> is it to boycott China? Why? Yeah. Why is everyone always up in China's grill all the time? Because China, is, China's just trying to chill. Yeah, well, they're persecuting the Uyghurs. Um, oh no! Oh no! Not those guys. Yeah, they had uh, Snow Informer. He's singing Informer in a Chinese prison camp. That would be so. Would be so sad. He's singing a sad version sad of version Informer. Of minor key. <laughs> Informer. I'm in a prison now. Sad Informer. Uh, yeah. Uh, he, he, he would be the third Michael. He could rescue from China. They're always stealing our Michaels. That's the problem with China. They, they have a Michael deficit in their country. Uh, but, uh, what is, what is people's deal with China? Is, is it people they are searching for some grand enemy again? People like miss the cold war. They like the idea of having like, uh, some empire adversary. Cause that's, that's what it is, right? Just like the idea for, for an other or the innate need to compete the wanting people to have some sort of avatar that they can fight. 
or some example of like an evil that uh, our version of democracy can can fight against. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I, I don't know because I haven't seen any recent examples of someone who wants us to go fight China. Um, uh, and so I can't, I don't know, like I would try to analyze what they're saying and I just don't have anything on hand I can think of. Who's trying to get us to go fight China? The the weird the weird neoliberals, the super weird hawk neoliberals, or in or Vosh maybe like Vosh is like guys like that what? are apparently hawkish on China. Well, I mean everyone yeah, likes a like, nice the war. The Uyghur camps are not okay. We cannot do this. Maybe intervention. Maybe do a little intervention. Like that always works so well. Someone like Vosh. Vish. is probably for war in general just because it <laughs> well, he is he is the mind of chaos i mean j- 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 he's, I think a chaotic he's just like a warhawk kind of guy because he would be you know you can do shit when a war is happening that like you can take authoritarian measures or whatever so mm-hmm. he's probably into that yeah yeah no i don't i have no idea i mean I whatever have not he's just watched a, i i've a, watched clips on twitter of people making fun of him is my only I think he's interaction like i don't know yeah i don't follow him or watch uh anything he does yeah it's not worth it it's not worth it oh that's weird that you would do that to me as as a job but some people would be a debate guy yeah be a debate I, guess, bro. Like, I don't want to think about that stuff all the time uh people people thrive on that type of media people thrive on that i am owning you verbally media yeah i guess so people i mean that's the reason why people like sam cedar as well sam cedar fulfills that option you know he he will he will like uh, uh do these verbal ownages on people remember, remember owned do people still say owned um, maybe I think I've, I don't know. might say it. I don't people know. say pwned. Not... People don't say pwned anymore. Yeah, they don't that's say an pwned. example of a bygone internet. Um, that's that was that was a haughtier time. That was a more intellectual. That time. was just a typo. Yes, but it's it's now that that typo represents a uh, uh, furtherance of meme culture we have amogus now everyone likes amogus yeah i guess or is that over now that's a little see, that's a little early pandemic it's early it's early it's like a oh it's the end of the year that means we get a new what is it best of the worst a new best of the worst what are you talking about is that the is that the thing at the end of the year that they do what what thing that they do at the end of the year? Like these British guys. Oh, British guys? Oh, no, best of the worst is Red Letter Media. What am That's I thinking That's Red Letter of? Media. Are you thinking of Charlie Brooker? No, I'm thinking of that thing that Jimmy Carr does at the end of the year. Oh, the big fat quiz of big the year. Big fat quiz. Yeah, we're going to get into Yeah, it's, it's kind of funny. Did you see this year's already? I have not seen this year's already. Yeah. I, I have lost like, my... It was like two or three years I used to like getting very drunk and watching those. Yes, British panel shows are very good when you are just high as balls or drunk as balls, yeah. and you have and you want to be with your your friends from from Oxbridge. <laughs> yeah, 
Look at all of these people who graduated from very fancy universities. Yeah, getting drunk and pretending to be a fancy British boy is <laughs> one of yeah. my top five. Uh, That's great. Getting yeah. drunk and doing something. You can make you can make jokes about Gilbert and Sullivan. Everybody likes Gilbert and Sullivan jokes. Well, I do. After because that's like because I'm a little fancy boy. After a certain point, though, like <clears throat> since you're alone when you're you, you're doing your your horrible alcoholism, um, mm-hmm. you're not really talking out loud, so you're thinking thoughts, and the thoughts stop being. You stop using language. You're just thinking in pictures, mm-hmm. which is interesting. So you're just imagining yourself in various different scenarios as a fancy British boy. You know, maybe <laughs> Can you you're think a fancy back to any of your scenarios that, as a fancy British boy. Yeah, yeah. So I'm drawing on personal experience here. Uh, Would you name yourself something different? Did you have an alter ego? Tommy O'Doyle. Tommy O'Doyle. You, yeah, were, half you Irish. were an Irish. Half you Irish. Were half Irish. But with an English mother, and my okay. of course my Irish father abandoned me because before English people. Uh, you know, discovered Africa, they said mm-hmm. that it was Irish men who always left um, single mothers. There so, you go. And then the racism shifted. Yeah. And then it became From... Irish people and black people. Yeah. Sorry. Yes, there you go. <laughs> Which is why ultimately they're the same guys. That's you know? why, you know, that's why, you know, the Irish thing, you got to really, Irish people really had it rough, you know? That's why House of Pain worked so well. What's that? That's why it's jump around, you know. No, I don't know. You don't know Everlast? You don't know House of Pain, the great Boston-based Irish white boy? The, those You're persecuting Wiggers right now. Yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I know. That's funny. We sh- yeah. um, what, if we did a, what if we did a swap where we get the Uyghurs and they get the Wiggers? Uh... The Island Boys. I, they get the Island Boys. They, they get the Island Boys. They're getting tortured. They get Chet Hanks. I like the idea of Chet Hanks and Chad. He probably <laughs> will just teach him how to stroke. Teach him how to stroke real good. Um, and everyone will learn their stroke from Chet Hayes and China. Like uh, take him down that way because everyone will be fucking too damn hard. I think it would be a good prank to to get him into one of these like labor internment camps in china mm-hmm. and then and then maybe if you could get a filmmaker in there to shoot a documentary of chet hanks so it's like a wigger among the uyghurs right um right. <laughs> just seeing how he copes seeing seeing his mental breakdowns because obviously he doesn't speak the language uh, yeah you know, they maybe speak some English, but they don't speak whatever bastard version of English he is trying they to speak. They would worship him as a god. <laughs> they, he would instantly become their king. He he can only speak in patois, and the Chinese the Chinese people and the and the the Uyghurs know English, but they don't know patois. So they there's a big communication breakdown. <laughs> I'm just picturing the one Uyghur guy who actually would like does know that he spent a he spent a summer in Jamaica. It's, he's like, don't worry, I got this. <laughs> oh man, what we a great to write th- this. This could be on NBC. Uh, yeah, <laughs> everyone would love Chet Hayes. Uh, uh, <laughs> Chet Hayes and Urumqi. Um, I mean, they, we did that. Sh- it's like that show with the Afghani uh, translator, but in reverse. <laughs> the United States of Al. Yeah, we need to. We need to <gasps> the have the People's a Republic sitcom. of Chet. What? Republic of Chet? The yes! The People's Republic of Chet. And then the and, People's <laughs> Republic of Chet? Yes. Okay, yeah. And, oh, we got to write this. 
And we got it. Dude, dude, we're going to write this and we're going to get Chet Hayes. We're going to get him. Because, I, well, I don't know. Maybe if we did write a, a ego vanity project for Chet. Okay, rule number what, one. It would, it would, it would uh, have to paint China in like a really good light so that we could get it distributed there. We need, need like Fred, hero. Yeah, we need Fred like Armisen. Movie hero. Fred Armisen. Okay, yeah, you're right. We in, need Fred Armisen. In yellow number face. Number one. In very in, light yellow face. That's okay. They love them there. They love them there. Like, you know how Mexicans embrace Speedy Gonzalez? They're oh. gonna embrace. I mean, Fred oh, Armisen is a quarter. We he could, is a quarter. You know, Asian, we could both save money and g- abide by the diversity and equity rules by hiring Mexican people to play the Chinese people. You're right. Oh They're my the God. same guys. Do you think they've realized that, that loophole? Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. Landbridge anyway. created the mestizo. It's the <laughs> same guys. You know. Rule number one, we cannot say the word wigger. That has to be a joke that is all only subtext. Yes. Yeah, like, yeah, it's just the implied that it's it's funny because oh, wigger is the name of people that are also wiggers. But you never, you never, you never wink at it. It's too obvious. You if, play it straight. Now, it's going to be a, a, a sitcom with romance and laughs. Romance? Oh yes, and laughs, romance and laughs, and some drama, but and and some drama. There's going to be everything. some pregnancies. It's gonna... There's going to be some pregnancy scares. <laughs> yeah, it's also going to have interviews with the cast after. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There will be Chris Hardwick will interview them. It's going to be talking <laughs> chat. Oh man, well, I think we his empire really faded. <laughs> we could probably, you know, I think we should pitch it to his Netflix. Yeah, they'll take anything. Yeah, <laughs> they will. That's what the new season of Curb is is about, is that Netflix will take anything. Yeah. <laughs> He's pitching a it's, show to Netflix. <laughs> I, so, yeah, speaking of Netflix, Cowboy Bieber. Cowboy Bieber. Oh, Cowboy Beep Boop. Cowboy Beep Boop. Cowboy Beep Boop. That was it a ended. funny show to get canceled. Yeah, it's a funny show that they would, like, everybody saw that this would fail because it just doesn't hit the right... This doesn't hit the right spot. It triangulates itself between self-aware shittiness and taking itself seriously to end up nowhere. I didn't understand. Like, they took no risks at all. Mm-hmm. And that it was very weird to me. Like They should have just done an entirely different show. They should have just done... <laughs> yeah. It, it, the characters are all in the costumes, but they're hunting different guys. You know, they're hunting hunting a space otter or something like that and and <laughs> i don't know maybe it maybe was, we shouldn't be pitching to netflix it was not very good i watched two episodes um it i didn't really, see any of it it really reminded me of firefly by uh joss whedon by the now passe joss whedon but whose, yeah whose oeuvre so, has come to an end it probably frankly that show probably would have been better if joss whedon had directed it yeah. He's the he perfect knows guy for snappy that. dialogue. Yeah, he's the perfect guy for that show. Um, also, it would have been better if they were speaking Japanese. Like, they didn't get that right. I don't understand what happened there. Like, something happened where they were speaking English. Mm-hmm. Do you under Like, I don't know who the fuck made that decision, but they should have been speaking Japanese. Who watches an anime? Been better if they were all speaking. Who watches an anime with the dub? Am I right? Whoa. Well, people watch the Cowboy Bebop dub. People love no, Stephen Bloom. I did not. Stephen Bloom. I did not watch the He's Cowboy Bebop. He's a voice actor that people love. There is no anime. Because he voiced their beloved Jewish Spike. There is no good American or 
dubbed anime. Like, sure, there's plenty no, of good no, dubbed anime. There's no Americans. I like can't... the I like the Ghibli dubs a lot. No, they had Michael Keaton as Porco Rosso. That's great. It's a good dub. <laughs> I'm telling you, it's a good dub. Okay, is that Michael how, Keaton was great how, as Porco fucking Rosso? Is that how? Is that um? What is that? I will fucking kill myself over this. But which one is that? That's the one with the pig, and he uh, and he's in a dogfight with Carrie Elwes. Oh, okay, okay. And they have to, and he meets a plucky young sidekick, uh, and he learns to he learns to be a human again, but not really. Um, I'm pumped for it. He's coming back out of retirement to make one more uh, movie. Ghibli. Well, yeah. Miyazaki. Miyazaki. Hayao Miyazaki. Maya, uh, Mr. Miyazaki, is it there? Um, Mr. Well, we Miyazaki. Oh uh, yeah, we think over here your films would do quite well in the Midwest. <laughs> please kill me now. Kill me now, please. Life is yeah. nothing but tedium. I wonder what it was like dealing with the Weinstein Company. That must have been funny. Harvey Weinstein's interactions with Miyazaki. <laughs> This gross, slovenly guy, mm-hmm. and the most depressed man in existence. Yeah. <laughs> now, here's something we're gonna do. We're gonna bring over Princess Mononoke. Do an American audience. They're gonna love it. They're gonna. I just love your natural themes, and I love your hot young girls that are in your films. Hiyo. Please let me die. <laughs> <laughs> there was. There, I mean, uh, part of the legend is that he sent he sent the uh, samurai sword to uh, the Weinstein's that said no cuts in it. Really? And they were bringing over Princess Mononoke. Yeah. Wow. And they obeyed because it is a work of beauty and genius. You think they bowed to him? Yeah, they absolutely bowed. Do you him. think their bellies popped out when they bowed? Yeah, their bellies popped out with it. <laughs> a couple probably. buttons went flying. Yeah. <laughs> it was always happening to them. And the the flap at the back of their pants un, un, unfurled as well. Yes. That was uh see imagine being Harvey Weinstein. Imagine being that guy. Is he what happened to him? Is he in jail? He's near he's dying in jail. Oh I damn. Think. Not Bill Cosby though. No, mm-hmm. he's out. He's out, baby! Baby, he's back on the streets. Cosby's on the prowl. Is R. Kelly in jail? Is he? Is he? I don't know. I don't think R. Kelly's in jail. Can't keep up with all this shit. Isn't the Duggar guy was found guilty? R. Kelly was found guilty. So like. Yeah, but I don't think he's in jail yet. Oh, they haven't sentenced him yet. I don't think they've sentenced. Oh him wow, yet. that was recent. It was September. Yeah, very recent. Wow, yeah. time is weird, man. Yeah, well, especially during this goddamn pandemic, where everything feels like it's been compressed. Well, now it's, and it's, that, it's weird because it's getting bad again, so it's like, I don't know what's going on. It's getting real is bad Is it getting in bad again? In Michigan, it's getting real bad, yeah. Yeah, but you can't, you can't use Michigan as an example. I live in Michigan, so yes, I can. <laughs> no, you can't. You can't use it as an example where you live. That's not real. It's not, it's not the truth. It's not a shape. Well, we're definitely going to hit a million people are dead in the United States. Yeah. By the time this shit is over. That's who wants to be a millionaire? It's me, Regis. We're going to kill a million people. 
<laughs> Is that your final answer? 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 Remember <sighs> when there were a million Who Wants to Be a Millionaire parodies? Remember yeah. when it was the biggest show on earth? Yeah. And everybody would keep saying, Is that your final answer? And Is then, that your final answer? And then they tried to they tried to bring in um You Are the Weakest Link. You are the weakest link goodbye. That and that was, was that was a punchline. That was a comedy punchline for yeah, all that days. When, um, that was actually the downfall of that style of show, I think, because catchphrase based game shows. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So who cares, <laughs> you know? I even remember we had the video game. We got the computer game of the Who Wants to Be a Millionaire. Yeah, we also got the computer game of the Weakest Link, where you could have a, that uh, virtual stern matron wag her finger at you and discuss. <laughs> I bet a lot of I bet a lot of people's femdom fetishes were created by that show. Yeah, a lot of people's Regis fetishes. A lot of people's Regis fetishes yeah. were absolutely. I am sucking your dick. It's me. Oh my God, Gilman! <laughs> I'm sucking your penis. <laughs> I'm sucking your hard penis. I'm getting saliva all over your hard penis, Gilman. Whoa, <laughs> Kathy Lee, are you getting this? Yeah. Yep, I'm getting it. I'm mouthing. I'm mouthing the head of his penis. <laughs> <laughs> Is that your fault? <laughs> That's and and they were awarded the Nobel Prize for the Regis sucking a penis routine. <laughs> oh shit, we won the Nobel Prize. Is there the a Nobel, Nobel Prize, Prize for podcasting? We should win the Nobel Prize for podcasting. Hold on, I gotta open the door for the cat. They're probably gonna give it to fucking Obama. Oh, for Bruce Springsteen and Obama, that thing? Yeah, for Bruce Springsteen, Obama drug driving podcast. Oh, hold on one second, I gotta open the door. Okay. Open that guy. Open your heart up. Open the door up to the outside. The thing about Obama is... I still love him. <laughs> I still love him. Who? No, not really. Um, Obama. Oh, you do? I still can't be... You know, I still love Bill Clinton, too. Ah. He's evil, but I love him. You know? <laughs> He's just totally... They're total evil sociopaths, but... Ah! I would, I would love to chill with... I would love to chill with Bill. You well, know? I don't think I would want to chill with Bill, but I would... I don't know. I don't think I would want to chill with Obama, either. They make me uncomfortable. Obama, I, Bill would not make me uncomfortable. I would be like, ah, you pedophile. I would be you, uncomfortable. You're charming pedophile. Yeah. But knowing the things he did. Yeah, just, you know, and he's a weird guy. He seems like a kind of slimy guy. He'd probably try to, like, make friends with you because he, like, tries to make friends with everyone in the room. And it's like, come That's on, dude. That's what he dude. does. You're not running he's, for anything. His cone of attention. The famous Clinton cone of attention. Oh, uh, yeah. Where he focuses his it, whole shit on you. You're like, God, yeah. Ugh, get out. I'm a. I am an introvert. Go away. You know, I would be a great politician if I could just make eye contact with people. <laughs> oh well, you do that. The way you do that is, is bit by bit. Also, positive reinforcement from a parent helps. So go to your mom's house and <laughs> tell her. I just make a lot of eye contact. Give me it. a cookie every time I look at you in the eyes, mom. No, eye contact. I can't make eye contact with people. Not because I'm autistic, because if I look in your eyes too long, I can tell how you die. Or I, I thought you were going to make because you'll fall in love. 
Yes, I fall in love with everybody <laughs> if I look in their eyes. <laughs> That's instantly. Yeah. I start hearing the theme from a summer place. That's the classic Waylon Jennings problem. Yeah. He was like, I'm sorry, just... I'm sorry, my wife. Uh, I just fall in love with every woman I see. Yeah. It's not my fault. I have a affliction. He died without his feet. What? Did he, didn't he have diabetes? Oh, and he got and his uh, amputated got both of his feet. Oh, man. How do you get and diabetes? And concerts were, concerts were just crazy because he was just walking around on his stubs. Uh, <laughs> yeah, outlaw. And he, would look like, outlaw he looked like last. a gingerbread man. Yeah. You know? I mean, I'm uh, Googling if he had his feet. Yeah, it looks like he did have a foot amputated. Uh, one foot amputated. At least okay. one. That's that's no joke. That's I I love my feet. Not as much as Quentin Tarantino loves my feet. Um, he has I like personally come to my door I love and my licked hands. them. Yeah, you're a hand guy. You're I'm into your own me. hands. Yeah, I'm into my hands. Yep. You, you admire your beautiful hands constantly. I was. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, officer. You know, you can't charge me with parental neglect. I was admiring my beautiful hands. Have you ever seen hands this beautiful? And the police officer's looking at your beautiful hands and, you know, you mesmerize them. But then, you know, they get in trouble. You know, you catch them jacking off another guy. And you're like, no, you sullied your beauty. Oh, here's the thing that happened. Um, Julian Assange. Yeah, he had a stroke. Uh, he might also be extradited. He also might also be extradited, yeah. Which That's is good bad. news. For you know what? That's good news <laughs> good for the news. empire. Yeah, it's uh, one of its most vocal detractors has been yeah. put in his place finally after just uh, being on house arrest. You know, you think the pandemic was hot for you being inside. <laughs> Try being Julian Assange, stuck in an embassy, shitting in bags all the time. Um, well, he's in jail now, though, right? Yeah, he is in jail now. It's a travesty. It's very sad. But it is good for the empire. I mean, it's like, hey, we. We got him, you know. We got him. Mm-hmm. We're the empire. I mean, you can't escape us, even 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 if you're a highly protected citizen journalist uh, exposing war crimes. You can't hide. So you know it's good because now other people who might expose war crimes and such may not do it. So mm-hmm. yeah, that's good for the empire. Um, it's a chilling effect, they say. I'm just trying to I'm just trying to make up for the <laughs> Pentagon flamethrower stuff from earlier. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, uh, it'll even out, right? Yeah, yeah. The the CIA guys watching this will be will Listen be like. It. At first, they'll be like, Mah. but oh, then man. they'll be like, oh, he likes us after all. He likes <laughs> us. I'm glad we stuck through. Oh. <laughs> yeah, or else we wouldn't have known this was a patriotic podcast. Yeah. So you know, hey, good for us. That's why I put mm-hmm. up an American flag uh, when when we got the extradition. Um, I put it up. <laughs> <laughs> We got him. We got him, boys. <laughs> just picturing this Florida swamp guy just being really, we finally did it, America. We got that white-haired bastard. Woo-hoo! Yeah. He starts, you know, he starts putting a bunch of documents into a fan boat and, you know, punches his gator, does cocaine off of his gators. Starts listening to starts listening to drum and bass. Just having, man, I can't get enough of this drum and bass music. 
Got to do cat to do cat to Well, those quick beats. Yeah, woo! That's a Will The song is finally in jail. This is a Will Ferrell character. <laughs> the EDM loving swamp guy? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and you get. You I get, cannot get enough. You get Bill Hader. I cannot Hader. get enough Tiesto! <laughs> <laughs> you get Bill Hader to do Assange as he did real, to great effect. Um. On SNL, uh, maybe five or six years ago. Mm. What's his Assange impression like? Very good. Check it out. Mm-hmm. It's very funny. All right. I it was when, a talented man. It was when um, Assange was doing, I think, first coming onto the scene with his with his leaks. Yeah. Which I was like, he's just leaking stuff from Wikipedia. What is it going on? Anyway, um, <sighs> so he was treated like a global supervillain by SNL. Yeah. And that kind of is. You know, as as per usual, SNL just being the neoliberal lapdogs of the media. Yeah, wow. you're on the wrong side of history, Lorne Michaels. Get uh, get canceled forever. That's right. Uh, yeah, that's not going to happen. Um, uh, going to yeah. have SNL season eight hundred. You know, starring starring Ariana Grande, <laughs> uh, Ariana Grande's head. She's a she's a she's a Camaro this time. She dressed up as a Camaro, and the Camaro people are are getting very pissed off. These are the people that are half man, half Camaro. Camartors. 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 Well, they're it's not set up like a centaur. Like they they're like a Camaro. They're shaped like a Camaro, but they they have like human skin. And, like, the headlights are, like, human eyes, you know. Sorry to do a, a whiplash change of topic, but I've been, like, really craving travel. You know? <laughs> travel? I want to go How somewhere. Have you not traveling in a while? I, Michigan is pretty boring. It's a, gray, it's a gray area. It's a gray, flat expanse of um, strip malls, which yeah. is basically I came from a hot flat expanse of strip malls so i'm this is just a cold flat expanse of strip malls so like i can cope you know i'm not gonna have Mm -hmm. a a fucking breakdown or anything but i would like to go to a place with some different things uh you should go to new york baby should travel back to the promised land for all jerks i've been there okay go to uh, tour tour this land with your baby i want to go to like Portugal again or something. I don't know. Take the baby to Portugal. That's hard to take. She'll love baby. it. She loves ceviche. I don't want to take the baby anywhere until the baby can remember being there. You know, because it always yeah. sucks to be like, well, you know, when you're a kid, being like, yeah, I was, I was in Portugal when I was a baby. I don't remember it. Mm-hmm. You know, you get made I fun don't know. of. That doesn't. That doesn't suck for me. <laughs> I don't know. I don't, I, my parents apparently went on a vacation to Jamaica when I was three years old that I don't remember. Cool. Well, that's kind of like a an excuse to say it, right? To say to you, say what? You know, you know, you could you could say it, right? To to start doing Chet Hayes patois. <laughs> yeah, sure. Island boy, I'm an island boy. So yeah, you could do yeah by the Hilar, by the Hilaria Baldwin rule, you are Jamaican. That's right. You know, you just have to live in proximity for, for a couple of days. You vacation there for a couple of days? <laughs> yeah. 
That's it. You know, you can't, but we, we jest, but people remember when Adele got those dreadlocks and I was do. wearing that bikini top with the Jamaican flag. Do does any home video exist of you in Jamaica at, at three years old? No, I think some photos probably exist somewhere. That Is that where you had your first bong hit? It's where I had, yeah, it's where I was ripping bongs with the, with the locals. They were like, <laughs> I'm not going to do a Jamaican accent. <laughs> I'm, I'm, very damn, I'm just, I'm baiting you with <laughs> uh, do a Jamaican accent. Man, this white kid, this white kid smokes the biggest bongs of all time, man. <laughs> Everybody loves this white three-year-old man. He's and the, the coolest white three-year-old right. we'd ever seen. He hits the largest bong rest. And that, that was your dad trying to convince everyone that, that you were cool, right? Yeah. Was... <laughs> My son will smoke the most spliffs. Oh, no, give, no. give spliffs to him. He'll oh, smoke them. You misunderstood me. I said that your dad was the one doing that accent. That's who you were doing. Okay. Oh, that's... Oh, my dad was... Yeah. I thought he was, he, he was parading me around like... Uh, like uh, in the Lion King, he was just holding me out, saying, "Put spliffs in this kid's mouth." Well, he's, he's holding cool. you out like the Lion King, but doing that accent. Because <laughs> listen, the only way yeah, you... my 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 short Costanza like dad. Let me explain a little rule. Let me explain a little patois. loophole in comedy. If you're doing an impression of an asshole white guy doing an impression of a Jamaican guy. Yeah. You can get away with it. You can't get in trouble. Yeah, you cannot get in trouble for yourself. that. I'm just, I'm just saying what racists would say. Exactly. So I'm you, not racist. I'm just saying what they would say. Okay. If you set that joke up as a, your your dad is who you're making fun of, not the Jamaicans, then um, you can do it. I, I believe South Park's uh, creators Matt Stone and Trey Parker recently had to go through the entire um, Book of Life. Is it Mormon Book of Life? Is that what it is? I don't know. They had to go. You know their Broadway play that is it about the Mormons. I think it's called mm-hmm. Book of Life. Book of Mormon. Book of Mormon. Sorry, yeah. Book of Life. Something else. Uh, yeah. They had to go through the Book of Mormon and like redo all the jokes. Why? Uh, after COVID, there's a big article on it because they were making fun of uh, African tribes. Oh, oh, and now that they're all dying because so, the, so now they're the making Western fun of guys who would make fun of African companies. tribes. Now they they rewrote all the jokes. Okay. Very clever. Ah, there you go. Uh, South Park having to update. I mean, the the Book of Mormon is a huge cash cow. I'm yeah. sure they want to protect that as much as possible. Yes. So they did. They had like a, a conference because you know the the people working on the on the thing were like, wow, this is like a cast of white people making fun of these African tribes or whatever. Yeah. Because it's about two Mormons going to Africa, I think. Yeah, and they, but they, they have, uh, they meet a general butt naked like character. Yeah, I think the character's name. I haven't seen Booker. I think he's called General Buttfucker or something. As long as you have that that layer in there where you're making fun of a white guy who's doing it, then you're good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Look, I'm not a sexist, but a sexist would say that uh, International Women's Day should be called Gash Wednesday. <laughs> oh wow hell uh, oh my god